Cousin Jared, how uh, how do you like the new music? I mean, I like the new music. It it just feels so 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 weird. I mean, I still want to come on here and say it's cousin. So I mean, <laughs> I'm like two intros behind at this point. Uh, yeah, for 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 quite a throwback for for some of you. Some of you are like, I don't yeah. know what he's talking about. Uh, we, we've had some fun with the intros uh, at times. Uh, Jake definitely had some fun with them uh, during college college basketball season. I don't know if it was last year or two seasons ago. At this point, it, it's all getting crisp. It, it was two. It was two seasons ago, and seasons ago. like it became like if I'm looking at that, that was a job to try to come up with that many different intros was like a job. Yes. So kudos to, yes. to Jake for that that college basketball yes. season. Yes, uh, we long joke about who, who prepares more and uh, <laughs> about yeah. what for, for this show. Uh, yeah, we have uh, three interesting games to talk about for, for various different reasons, uh, folks. If you're not with us on a paid service, hang with me here, just, just hear me out at minimum. At minimum, click the link for Black Book Sports. I started putting the A plays of the day over there, it's up like 20 units in the last month it's it's like i don't know 11 and four or 12 and three maybe this month after the rangers went tonight it's like 30 cents a day just Mm -hmm. at minimum just check that out people i I don't i don't know what else to say it's like it's not that much and and the the a plus play of the day has been a a thing going back to last baseball season it was it was quite a thing uh through the fall with college basketball and the football stuff did well and now back to baseball um it, 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 and that's of course at Dub Club. You know we have a lot of great things over there. But but if you're if you're uh, maybe that's your gateway drug, I guess. But but even though with with Dub Club here, we had uh, I'm just gonna pull up what we had today. We had I, I mentioned yesterday. I forgot to show. I mentioned all the A grade picks we had. We gave out two on the show. We gave up the Twins. We gave up the Reds. Twins won. Reds lost. Uh, also the Pirates is an A grade at plus odds. That one had the Braves minus one. That one had the Cardinals. Minus one, that one had the Rangers as again that A plus play of the day. That one had the Mariners at minus one forty. Uh, they are trying to give us another heart attack because that's what the Mariners do. But yep. they're up three runs in the ninth inning. Uh, had the Rockies as an A grade right now down by one in the ninth after blowing it. Might be the only other A grade loss. I mean, it's just so many good things over there. Uh, and, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I would say you you left off a, a Braves winning the first five A grade that won and a, a Twins yep. A grade first five yep. that also won. So yeah, yep. more more good things than you could um, shake a stick at over there. A, a Mariners first five that won yep. as well. Yep. yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I was just listening to A grades. I wasn't even going into the. No, that was an A grade too. That was an A yeah. grade too. I'm looking at it right okay. now. Okay. Well, there you go. There, there you go. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's really all I can say. Just, just check those out. Uh, it's it's yep. been good stuff here. Uh, I do want to talk real quick, though, about those Mariners real quick because the Mariners were so good to us last year. They were just a money-making machine. Uh, they were kind of like the Orioles, who you know, the Orioles definitely letting us down here uh, on, on Tuesday night. They're not going to win. They are, they got destroyed. Grand Slam in the first inning and just never did a thing. And that happens. Mm-hmm. That's like the Mariners last year. We took them a lot, and they won a lot. They didn't win every game. But they won for us so much. This year, the Mariners, they've been playing really well as of lately. But we've been joking about this on the Discord again. Benefit of being in Dub Club, we have a lot of fun over there. It's worth your, the entertainment alone. It kind of feels like a little bit of an abusive relationship with the Mariners. It's like they do well, they get our hopes up, and then they come right back. And they just 
make us regret everything by playing terribly. And then it's like, they're trying to you know, tonight, you know, bases loaded yeah. at the bottom of the ninth with two outs and a throw. It's like the Mariners, like what's different this year from last year from the Mariners to go from such a great team for us to, they're still probably okay for us to back, but at minimum they're like, they make you have a heart attack every night. It seems like. Yeah. And I think the, the worst part is, is that we've, done really terribly fading the Mariners this year. So yeah. we've like just kind of broke even if we've backed the Mariners, yeah. but every time we faded the Mariners, it's just yeah. terribly wrong. So definitely yeah. one of those teams we just, you know, it's, it's funny because sideline completely had the Mariners figured out last year. Oh, yeah. And yeah. for the most part has nothing. It knows nothing about the Mariners this year. And I don't know. I don't know who does, to be honest, because again, they're just even when they win, it's scary, or when they lose, it's scary. It's just it's always scary, one way or the other. It feels like with yep. them, uh, a game that was a little bit scary here for us on Tuesday, getting the win with the Twins. We're going to talk about the afternoon game here at one ten p.m. Eastern. Similar metrics to what you saw yesterday, so there's nothing really new to talk about there. The only difference, of course, starting pitchers, Reese Olson. You'll know, heard me talk about him. I don't think he's that bad. 445 ERA, FIP and XFIP, both around four, suggesting that he's a lot closer to league average than the ERA would suggest. Maeda, similar story, though. An ERA around four, but the underlying metrics suggest maybe even a little bit better than that. So you're talking about another edge with the Twins here at the starting pitcher uh, slot here on Wednesday, but not nearly as big as it was on Tuesday, yet another situation where the Twins should be favored by a little bit less than I said on Tuesday, though. Uh, Cousin Jerry, this is a really interesting one here because right now, model says the Twins win this 67% of the time. It should be minus 206. And they're going to be minus 176. The current price is minus 180. Right now, the Twins would be a B-plus grade on the money line interestingly enough on the run line and this is again why you should be with us on dub club if you take your baseball betting seriously because i give everyone a cheat sheet with all this information here it's kind of what i'm using as my notes for right now and that's where it kind of started from the twins minus one and a half wins 51 percent of the time and the a grade price for that is plus one so the current price for that is plus 115 so if you take the twins on the run line at the plus odds you'd be looking at an a grade if you take them on the money line at the minus 180 you'd be looking at a b grade if you're at the minus one it would be really right on the border if you kind of split the difference between there right now we're not gonna have an official pick on that because i kind of want to see what happens overnight look at it again in the morning decide between the two i think the twins are a good pick it's just money line or run line because where's your where's your head at on, on this one so I, I feel like I've made it clear over time that I, in general, don't like laying the the run and a half. And so that's kind of where I would land on this. There are a handful of teams. Well, I guess there's a situation. If there are allegedly going to be lots of runs, and the number that I like to use for that is like 10. So generally, if we feel like it's going to get to double-digit runs, um, I'm, I'm more comfortable laying the run and a half. Uh, the other thing is I like doing that with uh, good teams or at least good offensive teams. Yeah. And so like – for example, Teams that you know can put up double digits if, if, if things go right for them. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I mean, if you would have been laying a run and a half with the Dodgers, uh, which you happen to ha have been doing lately, or at least laying a run with, with yeah. the Dodgers there, yeah. um, that's been working out really well. So that's definitely, like, a, a team that I would feel comfortable doing with that with. The Twins just aren't in that category. And, you know, they're five games over 500. 
but that's because they're five games over 500 against an atrocious division. <laughs> they're 500 yeah. against everybody else. I mean, the Twins are just an average team. They are nothing to write home about. They're just kind of reaping the benefits of playing against a bad division. Now, you could flip that on its head and say, hey, the Tigers are one of the bad teams that makes up that, that division, so you yep. should let them run in the half. But I just think there's a lot of not great baseball in the AL Central, and so personally I would feel a lot more comfortable just taking them on the money line, knowing that it's like a B-plus play and, and not have to concern myself with a with a push or a loss because I later run in the half. I have a lot of follow-up questions for you. Number one, according to sideline, Twins offense, a 107 grade. 100 is average. Higher means more runs. Uh, yep. I don't see it though. When I look at the twins, I'm assuming you don't have an answer for me on this one, but I'm just, I'm looking at that going like, you know, we don't have to agree with the model on every single thing. That's fine. Right. We do trust it. And overall it sees a lot more things, you know, that we can see, but I, I feel like the twins average is much closer to league average than a one Oh seven. That one Oh seven seems a little bit inflated personally. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but it doesn't seem like it's that good. Yeah, and like same way with their like bullpen projection, like their their bullpen projection, their starting pitching projection, like everything according to sideline is a little bit better than mm. what I would have thought. And so I think this is the point in the season where you can kind of start overriding sideline or feel more mm. comfortable making mm -hmm. adjustments mm -hmm. off of the model and saying like, look, sideline says that the Twins are this team. The reality is I think the Twins may be, you know, maybe a point or two higher or lower, depending mm -hmm. on whatever, whatever's worse, more towards the, the median there, um, that, than what sideline gives a credit for. That's just my opinion. And I think it's a great point that I want to make sure everyone hears, right? We should not use only the data from this season to, to project what we think about the team going forward. There is some balance between what we thought coming in and this season's data. We should not throw away any of the data. What that balance is precisely is an inexact science. We have some good ideas, but it could vary per team, per player, per situation. Sideline's trying to do its best job to find that right balance. But absolutely, as you said, Cousin Jared, you can kind of shift a little bit and say, yeah, I, I, I agree that there should be some averaging between coming into the season and this season, but maybe it should be a little bit more this way or a little bit more that way. And that's where we can all, you know, reasonable minds can disagree is exactly that weighting system uh, and how you view that. Follow-up question, Cousin Jared, you said you want to take the money line. Knowing the money line is a B plus pick, run line's an A grade. How do you bet that then? Are you going to play the money line as an A grade with regards to that extra scaling or would you mm -hmm. do B, B and a half? Because this is a situation where I know a lot of people ask about this money line run line when you have ones an a ones a b how do you handle that splitting your wager and there's a lot of different ways you can attack that so i'm just curious mm -hmm. uh how you choose to attack it knowing that we we tend to play the a grades a little bit higher and you're taking kind of an a side but not on the pick that is the a you're taking the b pick you know i would say like a quarter step down from an a grade is where i would play this one so you know you've got your b grades you've got your a grades probably in between a b plus and an a minus a little some, more aggressive, a little more aggressive yeah. than a B, not quite as aggressive as an A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that talking aside, we're going to take the over, over eight and a half. It's about <laughs> even money. You mentioned the projection. If the projected run total is closer to 10, that's when you don't mind laying the run and a half because we're expecting yeah. a lot of runs. The model projects nine and a half. So not quite there. Day game in Minnesota. Going to be in the low 80s to mid 80s for this one. Pretty warm for Minnesota. This is a 
about as warm as it gets for a baseball game. Occasionally, you'll see it get up into the 90s, but that's pretty rare out there. Wind will be blowing at 15 to 20 miles an hour. Now, the big question is right now, it's going to be kind of out to right field, kind of across to right field, where it may only give a small help to the hitters. Definitely a reason, again, to be with us on Dub Club. I give out a morning update. We'll refresh the weather, and we'll have that exact situation where I'll give that information out to everybody per every single game, what the wind's looking like. If that's out, the ball is just going to fly. If it's shifting more across, I think the ball's still going to fly because the hotter air, it's just the wind isn't going to be helpful. Right now, the model gives this a 10% boost to the runs based off of the hot day and the wind probably helping out a little bit. So we're going to go over 8.5 with a projection of 9.5. Do you have anything to add to that, Cousin Jared? I, I like a double digit, uh, double digit weather adjustment in the positive. That always makes me feel good about, about taking it over. So yeah, sign, sign me up. All right. Uh, enough about that game. 6.45 p.m. Eastern. Athletics and the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, you know, had an angry pick on the Cardinals tonight, and that really was never in doubt. Uh, the A's have a couple of decent pitchers. Um, you know, Spencer Watkins, uh, retread from the Orioles and the Astros. Not one of them. He was the guy who went Tuesday. Paul Blackburn going on Wednesday is one of those decent pitchers. Has been a guy we've backed a few times. Pretty profitable here for us. Does have a 452 ERA. I think that just gives us extra value on him because the underlying metrics suggest it should be closer to four. He gets a league average rating. League average pitcher for the A's is pretty good compared to most of what they're throwing out there. So you say league average, oh, you're not that impressed. Well, relative to what the A's have, you should be impressed. He gets a 99 grade. Matthew Liberator, though, 119 grade. Model does not like him. Doesn't think he's going to go very deep doesn't think he's going to be very effective this A's offense isn't that bad of course their biggest issue is the relievers we're going to be on the A's at plus 161 of course one thing you could do on this game is take the first five that avoids the A's bullpen first mm -hmm. five numbers aren't out yet but that is something to consider as you're placing your wager here anytime the A's are involved it's something to keep it an eye on same with the Royals uh, if you like the A's or the Royals be thinking about the first five sometimes the value's not there sometimes it is again the model gives you probabilities on that so that's another reason to be on Dub Club because you get all that information uh, Cousin Jared plus 161 gets you to a B grade not quite to an A grade but Again, we're not afraid to take dogs if yep. there's value there. There's definitely some value on the A's, as there always seems to be when Blackburn pitches. We've loved backing him, and, and we're going to do it here again uh, on Wednesday night. What do you think? Yep, so I, I like backing uh, Blackburn there. I think there's a lot of value. I would be shocked if we are not on the A's first five yeah. money line come tomorrow. Um, I don't know what the number will be. Like This could be, in my opinion, like a really sweet situation if we can get like plus a half at around even money. Have no mm -hmm. idea if that, that would be an option, um, but I, I would really like that a lot. Uh, the other thing that I would say is on, on plays that we have uh, given out on, on the A's, the times that we've backed them this year, um, we're 12 and eight, so we've only backed them 20 times, uh, but 57% ROI uh, backing the A's this year. 12 and eight backing a team as bad as the A's at those plus odds, it's going to make you a lot of money. <laughs> It is. And so this is one of those, I, I feel like I talked up the A's all off season. You did. You did. And, but and, once a week in the discord. Yeah. And so like, but maybe they're not going to win 60 games, but my theory about the A's that there is going to be value because you're going to be able to play them at these huge plus odds. 
I feel like has come true. And that's back absolutely up by these, these numbers that we have. And in the fact that sideline even knew how bad they are caught on fairly early, how bad they were <sighs> yeah. and made a lot of money fading them as well. Um, it, it's just one of those things like the A's are just have been a gift that has been given oh, a lot. This year. They have the, the A's and the White Sox have been kind of back and forth as the most profitable teams for yeah. us to back and fade combined this season. Uh, most on a great job early on fading. I'm saying they are terrible, like lay huge odds. I don't care. And we did that. And then as yeah. the season progressed and they got rid of some of their really bad pitchers and got a little bit healthier with Blackburn, got some of the young kids up be like, Oh, they're actually not quite so terrible. Cousin Jared, this is a, a, a just a perfect, I mean, just chef's kiss point to yeah. be made about betting. If you're just looking for winners, I don't know who's going to win this game. Anybody who tells you then who's going to win a game is out of their mind, unless it's like, you yeah. know, Alabama versus New Mexico State in college football, and then, yeah, Alabama's going to win the game, right? But otherwise, this is a perfect example of what makes a successful better is to say plus 161 has value. I don't know if the A's are going to win. According to model, they only win 40% of the time. We absolutely know there's a greater than 50% chance that we're going to lose this pick. But as you mentioned, we also know that in the long run, if we're playing smart picks like this, and we've done it with the A's this year, great example, like you said, 12 and 8 in the 20 picks. Even if we were 8 and 12, we would still be profitable on them because the odds are so high. And this is, again, just a perfect example of what I am always preaching to be a smart better and have to make sure you're finding good prices. Always shop around to get better prices. But in general, this is a good price, kind of no matter where you're going to be, be buying them in at, at Plus Hubs with Blackburn. Yep. And, and, uh, Zach, and Zach Geloff has just been amazing for the A's. I can't wait to see who they trade him to. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, uh, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> Moving on to a late game here for you. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Brewers, Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers offense, incredible. You know, for the most part, Brewers offense, pretty average. This is a big mismatch with regards to the starting pitcher. Wade Miley has not been that bad uh, this year by any stretch of the imagination. 290 ERA. The advanced metrics are a little bit down on him, though. So he has, has been a guy we faded a few times. He gets a league average grade. And it's not so much that I'm down on Miley. I don't think he's going to hold that 290 ERA. I think a team like the Dodgers is probably a great example of who's going to inflate that ERA. But even if he pitches well, the bottom line is going up against Clayton Kershaw, who came back from the IL last start and did not skip a beat, looking like one of the best pitchers in baseball still at this age. To me, this is all about the Dodgers have a great offense and can get to a, to a decent pitcher in Miley, not a bad one, and a Brewers having a decent offense, but facing a great starter in Kershaw relievers. As you can see, both of them are pretty solid. Whoever has a lead is relatively likely to hold it. It's just hard to see the Dodgers and Kershaw not having a lead late. The Dodgers are big favorites. They should be big favorites. According to the model, they win 71% of the time. We're going to take Dodgers minus one. Whether it's run line, money line, you're looking at a B grade on either one at the current prices. Cousin Jerry, tell us more. I mean, this is almost more of I just want to stay on the Dodgers train as long as I possibly can. They have been so good to us, especially as of late. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because I've been paying attention to them more. You know, they got the late games. They're easy to watch. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's that's it. But, man, they have just been rolling, and, and I want to, to stay on that train. Like you said, their offense can put – the fear in you, even like this is one of the few teams where, you know, you could get to the Brewers bullpen, you know, the top three guys in the Brewers bullpen. And I'm like, I think the Dodgers still have a chance. Dodgers if, still, if they can score on anybody. 
Yeah, they, them, and they, the, them and the Braves are just. I, I really yeah, hope. I hope they play each other in the NLCS because that would just be an incredible series of just incredible offenses. It, it, it would, and like even to the point of like you know sometimes when we're looking at dogs, you know, do I want to take the run in the half? Do I just want to take the money line kind of thing? Like with the Braves, are just been like, no, screw it, it's not worth the run in the half. Like they're going to win by like five runs if, if they win this yeah. game. So anyway, uh, yeah. Dodgers could be in a similar situation though. So this is more. I, I want to stay on the train. You know, usually I like to come in here with facts and give you more analysis. This is like I, I just want to stay on this Dodgers train until it does something bad to me. Um, I think this is a situation though, where I would not lay the run and a half. Um, I think I would lean towards the money line or do some combination of run line and money line. Like you propose, uh, you know, ends up where it's laying a run. Um, I think I like that more um, than laying the run and a half just because the, the total or sideline projects the total of this game about 8.3. So that's just a little bit too low um, for me to say, let's lay the run and a half. Yeah. Uh- you know, I want to come back here to talking about the Dodgers, something you said about them being so good to us lately. I don't think it's just you. I think you're absolutely right. The Dodgers struggled early on in the season. And I remember distinctly last year, they were a team that I wanted to ba- – I remember backing them on show on C-grade plays and saying, I don't care. Put your money on this. I don't care if it's only C-grade because the model just couldn't catch up to how good they were. Uh, we talk about this with outlier teams in college football and college basketball, yeah. some of these teams that are really, really, really bad, really, really, really good. It's sometimes hard uh, to do so. And as good as the model's done with catching the A's on the downside of that, right, uh, you know, it's sometimes still hard for outliers to be caught. And last year, the Dodgers were definitely an outlier. And I just remember being like middle point of the season, about like now, just being like, don't care. Don't care what yeah. the Dodgers are. C grade, great. Playing them as an A grade, right? And it was like, it was one of those, if the edge was against the Dodgers, I was like, we're just going to pass. Edge yeah. on the Dodgers, we're playing like an A grade. It was like, Dodgers are passed in every single game. We passed several times. And the Mariners were kind of in that same boat, right? We didn't pay them a ton. Um, mm-hmm. They were not like that early this season. They struggled early on in April, kind of into May a little bit. They kind of started turning around. But I do feel like the last month and a half or so, I feel like kind of about with the Mariners. Mariners kind of turned the corner here July 1st. Yeah. Dodgers, I don't know exactly when they turned the corner. They probably turned a little bit earlier in that but from a betting standpoint where it kind of became a, if I see B grade on the Dodgers, I'm kind of just automatically playing them like it's an A grade with everybody else. If I see, see a C grade, I'm like, I'm thinking about it because they're yeah. just, if there's any edge on it, they've been so good to back. So I had the exact same thought. I think it's funny that you brought that up too, because I was actually thinking about that today as well, that they've just been a team that has been so good to us. Uh, you, you mentioned the total. is the projection according to sideline current total is eight and a half. So it seems like a pass there uh, unless you have something else to add to that discussion. Nope. All right. Uh, Pitcher prop of the day. Jesus Lazardo going to another game that we didn't cover uh, here. Afternoon game Astros and the Marlins. We're going to go under six and a half K's because we started the week off two and oh with these props. Uh, I think we've won three in a row. Two of those three were fading lefties against the Astros. We're going to go back to the well, fading a lefty against the Astros. Uh, I kind of feel like, is there any reason not to just make the prop of the day anytime you can fade the lefty against the Astros? Astros hit lefties so well, they run them from games early. Lazardo's a high strikeout guy, but the Astros are not a high strikeout team. Maybe a tiny bit more high strikeout. You had a guy like Singleton, but he's replacing a guy in Abreu who kind of was striking out too, so that doesn't really yeah. Yeah. change much. Uh, you know, you drop a guy like Altuve, potentially might not be playing after um you know the injury here on tuesday night he's not really a super super low strikeout guy I and mean, he will strike he will chase yeah. things he will be aggressive and, and go you know after a ball early as well so i don't think it changes much if you put dubon in for him i don't think it's i think you got a low strikeout team in the astros uh who just run lefties we saw the mariners get really aggressive pulling 
Braxton Garrett on Monday. And I think the Marlins will kind of have the same game plan here. She's kind of lathering. So having to lay a little bit of juice with it, unfortunately, at minus 160. But you can see he's all over the map with the strikeouts. He can have a really high strikeout game. Of course, note that was against the Rockies. The Rockies are a very different offense than the Astros. And you can see he's kind of all over the map. Yeah. Kind of all over the map here with the innings. And if you just look at this, you say, I mean, to me, he is a key. If he's going deeper, he gets he's striking out guys. He's on it. If he's getting run early, he's not getting the strikeout. So those innings are very correlated with him, as they are with most pitchers, but really so with him. I don't know what's going to happen, but my odds are, and, and the odds are in my favor, that being a lefty against the Astros, it's going to be a shorter outing for him. And you can see there on screen too, uh, Astros second in K percentage against lefties. And that's not a fluke. They are a good team against lefties. Yeah. Yeah. So I I want to just say everything that you just said in another way. Um, Basically the Astros are either going to score a lot of runs and they're going to get run early or they're not going to strike out. They're going to see a bunch of pitches that are going to run up the pitch count and he's going to get run early because they just see a lot of pitches. So like the odds of a pitcher, a lefty specifically staying in the game long enough and either striking enough guys out, keeping his pitch count low and those, you know, low pitch count, not resulting in hits, they're scoring runs it's just like there has to be a lot of things go right for a a lefty against the astros to to not get a quick hook and all of those things went right monday for braxton garrett except for the fact that he was getting hit very hard to get those outs and that's why they didn't let him face that lineup the complete third time through because they were very scared of what would happen i think rightfully so they went to their bullpen and that's the same thing here even if everything goes right you still have a good chance that the manager's like uh I don't really want him to face these guys a third time yeah. Uh, yeah. because it's really hard to get this Astros team out when you're fully healthy, especially as a lefty. Uh, again, we always talk about it, right? Tucker and uh, Jordan, two lefties who hit left-handed pitching as well as anybody in baseball as a lefty, mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean, there are not many guys uh, that are as good against lefties as those two guys consistently hitting home runs. Uh, even tonight, uh, another home run for uh, Tucker against a lefty and AJ Puck. It's just incredible what those guys do against lefties and, of course, the rest of the hitters and righties. Uh, so try to find a way to fade them. Uh, lefties against the Astros. His outs prop, I think, was at 17 and a half. I probably would go under that. I just... I think the strikeout one makes a lot more sense because his strikeouts are just all over the map and the Ashes are such a low strikeout team that bodes well for us. So that's why I chose strikeouts here. But if you want to play with the innings prop under as well, that makes sense. And remember, if you want to see all the fun uh, graphics, uh, plus expected value plays, uh, all the shopping around odds, all in one place, all sorts of goodies for you there. And outlier.bet slash professor get you that seven day free trial and that link's also in the show description uh, a little recap for you all the picks we got cousin jared uh other than the interesting fact that we're taking the a's at plus 161 and the implied odds in the dodgers minus one is minus 161 which i think that's fun, kind of fun uh any sure. parting words for the viewer on their wednesday uh day baseball and night baseball should be a good day for baseball it should be a good day for baseball. And we talk about all the fun things over on Discord. I sent everybody a free link to an article in the Wall Street Journal this week that talked about our favorite pitcher, Jordan Lyles of the Kansas City Royals. And if ever there were a Wall Street Journal article that I felt like was written specifically for me, um, that was definitely it. Actually, I have two things for you today. The other thing is, had my, uh, I don't know, bi- biannual dentist checkup. Um, and, you know, the flossing has gone excellent. So, you know, I I just want to say I'm learning from your mistakes or lack of flossing and everything seems good for me. 
for those of you who did not hear, uh, I had to have a root canal a few months ago, and uh, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, mm. There are apparently some genetic things that based off of XYZ, some people, there's more pain than others, but it was not mm. a tooth that was even infected, which apparently those always hurt. Uh, it's just apparently my genetic makeup, and it was probably mm. the most painful thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, and mm. I've, I've had to have rotator cuff surgery. I've had, I don't even know what, at this point in my life, and that was terrible um so the key the key is a reminder for everyone is floss floss every night before you go to bed uh yep. that way the, the the stuff doesn't get all in your teeth and you don't have to deal with that because that, that root canal was just terrible. so i'm glad it went well for me i'm glad that you're learning from uh, my, my life i don't maybe mistakes i don't know i've made plenty of mistakes so you know it, it is what it is right yeah. <laughs> all right well that's all we've got for you here today thanks for tuning into this episode of picks with the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content providing this channel shoved right into your feed we'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content but until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money